0: Hey, y'all, listen, this week's episode of the Emphatically You podcast is focused on healing heart and soul wounds. How about that? Healing heart and soul wounds. Now, I choose to believe that we have all experienced heartache or a wound that runs deep, like deep to your core. Now, if by chance you have not, I'll say something that my mom and my dad told me long time ago, just keep on living. Because I really believe that with all of the love songs, the good ones, the bad ones, the sad ones, the all of the love songs that just keep coming out, a whole bunch of us have experienced heartache. Okay, let me give you some examples. In 1967, Jimmy Buffett released What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. And then in 1987, Whitney Houston sang Where Do Broken Hearts Go? Come on up a little bit into the year 1996 when Tony Braxton came out with Unbreak My Heart. Oh, y'all. You know, if you're going through that relationship or whatever it is, something that has just hurt you to your core, and you're listening to the radio and one of those songs or one of the other songs, they come out, they just take you all the way out sometimes, or you just have to turn the radio off or change the station. But like I said, we're talking about healing heart and soul wounds. Now, I was reading as I was preparing for this episode And I came across an article by a pastor. His name is Larry Stocksdale. And Reverend Stocksdale said this, A soul wound feels like an emotional sword. It is a deep, intense crying and pain. It can come from rejection, loneliness, depression, and many other sources. I absolutely agree with him. The episode for today is entitled Strengthened by Grace. And in this episode, y'all, I had the pleasure of sitting with Kisa Campbell of Beautiful Living LLC during Women's History Month. Y'all, we took time to discuss just one part of her story. And when I tell you, Miss Kisa opened up and she let it all hang out. And not only did she share, a part of the story that might have been considered really painful to most of us. She also talked about how she was strengthened by God's grace. I want y'all to come on in and just take a listen. And I hope that you will learn something. Pick up some tips and enjoy today's episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Emphatically You Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Nelson, wife, mother of one dope college student, lover of words, music, and a native Adamsville bred Georgia peach. You're invited to this easy, breezy, soulful, safe space created for those of us who need occasional reminders, some tips, tools, and transformative messages that will speak to the heart of you. Come along with me on this brand new journey of truth, love, and growth. It's time to let your hair down and put yourself first so you can speak and be emphatically you. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all! Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining Candace for the, another episode of the Emphatically You podcast. I am so delighted to have you all here today. I have a special treat for you. Yes, yes, yes. So before we get started, I want you all to go ahead and get comfortable. If you're driving, just put your seat back, turn the radio dial up, and just take a listen because we are going to have a wonderful conversation today. Because guess what? I am here with my girl, Kisa, my sister friend, Miss Kisa Campbell. And y'all, I'm so excited to have her here. Kisa, welcome to the Emphatically You podcast. Hey, 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 girl. Thank you for having me, honey. It is my absolute pleasure, darling. Y'all, Kisa is one of my sisters from way, way back in the day. And we both have some stories. We've got some life experiences, but today we are, well, not just today. In this current month, we're celebrating Women's History Month. What an awesome thing, y'all. We're celebrating all of the beautiful and fabulous sisters, all the wonderful creatures that we are, and as we get started and begin our conversation around how we go about healing heart and soul wounds today's episode is entitled strengthened by grace and Mm. like i said to me it's god's grace that allows us to get through and move from one point to the next and we come out most times a little bit better a little bit wiser so kisa (laughs) Yes, you know, my love, you have a pretty amazing story, sis, and I'm actually looking forward to you sharing some of that with my listeners, if you don't mind.
1: Well, um, first of all, thank you again for, you know, being here. Um, Allow me to be on this, on your stage, on your podcast. Um, Well, you know, for me, you started talking about heart wounds and, you know, healing and stuff, you know, I... I have to go back to my marriage, you know. That was, um, I got married really young, y'all, like 21. Um, a baby, and you know, I have <laughs> three girls, and I'm like, y'all ain't getting married in no 21, okay? That what, what that even looked like, you know. But at 21, I was a whole wife, right? And I, I loved, I met him as a teenager, and um, that was my my road dog, and my my homeboy, and my friend, and, you know, I, quote unquote, air courted it, and it's true, I love that man, you know, and um, so at 21, I said yes um, to marrying him, and for me, you know, I at that point, I had two babies uh, when we got married, and we had another one. Um, some years after that and just being a mom and a wife at the same time, plus trying to live my own life, you know, um, separate from that, but making sure that they are good. I experienced a lot of, you know, ups and downs like we all do in any type of relationship. Right. And so for me, um, looking back on those moments, I, I didn't have, what marriage was supposed to look like before me. So I, I did the best that I could um, as a young wife and a young mother. Um, hmm. So there was a lot of great times. There were a lot... Not, I like to say it was more great times than bad, but the bad was just bad. You know, it was just um, not not... It was just something that I, if I look back now, like how could I have, how could we, not I, because it was a we thing. (laughs) Um, What could we have done differently, right? But I'm only responsible for myself and I can't make somebody else do something they just don't want to do. And unfortunately for me, because of uh, life And the things that happened in my marriage. um, I'm just going to put it this way, guys. I felt like I was blindsided by getting a divorce. Um, I felt like I didn't see it coming. Yes, there were some things going on. But it seemed like it was all of a sudden. And, you know, my husband said to me one night in the dark... There comes a time in a man's life when he's unable to lead his family. He must leave to lead another family. And that right there changed the trajectory of my entire life of what I what I knew um, it to be. I had been with this man since a whole teenager and, you know, grew up with him pretty much. You know, it's like losing your homeboy. That was your best friend that came and played ball with you on the court. Because you was one of those girls, you know. And that just took my whole breath away. Um, so much so that sadly, it, it was so painful for me. Um, that I had suicidal thoughts. And wanted to take myself out. Because I, one, I couldn't imagine life without him. Two, it was so painful that from day to day, it was only by God's grace that you said earlier that kept me. Um, Once I left the house, I remember feeling like I was on life support like the whole time. Uh, And I look back now and you know that saying about when you only see one set of footprints. In the sand, that's when God is carrying you. When I tell (laughs) y'all, God carried me many days. I don't know how I got up out the bed, showered, got to the door and locked it, made it to my car, drove into work, put on a face that nobody knew what was going on, drove myself back to my house. And I did that, like, probably in zombie form. Like, I, I knew. And I looked back and I was like, Lord, that was you because to even be able to get up out the bed that was you carrying me that whole time um I end up having to do affirmations (laughs) on the mirror to remind me of who I was because I felt like I was in sinking sand and of course all my beautiful friends that was there to cry with me talk with me you know as I was going through it but no one could truly relate to that type of pain because they hadn't experienced it and for me i think that was sometimes i felt alone because nobody could relate to the pain that i that i was in you know um and then having girls looking at you go through that and trying to figure out when to when when to try to hold it together when to let loose And then I was still fighting for my marriage. And when to stop fighting because they're looking at you. And so there were so many things for me that I tried to not hastily do. Because I had to think everything through as much as I could in the state that I was in. And sometimes it's just like, just don't do nothing, right? Um, I think, um... Candace, what I will tell you is I remember asking God to allow me to be the last woman on earth to experience divorce. And I told God that I would carry everybody's stuff if he allowed me to be the last one because I didn't want another woman to experience what I was going through because it was just that painful. It was worse than death for me. And I've experienced death. You know, when people die, they say it's gone on to be with the Lord, to be absent from the body is to be with the Lord. And we, we've been conditioned. You know, you cry, you miss them. You know, you may shed a tear here and there. But, baby, wow. <laughs> Nothing could have prepared me for this amount of pain. This felt worse than losing the grandmama, my niece, that died at an early age. And I'm like, I didn't think anything could be worse than that. You know what I'm saying? But this was for
0: me. Ooh. Well, first, let me say thank you for sharing your story and sharing all of that. And because we have some history, um, I understand maybe more than some of my listeners because I I stood by your side. And... hmm I just, I, at the, in this moment, I'm saying, I thank God. I thank God for yeah. keeping you. I thank God for, mm-hmm. oh, you know, we don't know when or why the different things come. They always say he will never put more on you than you can bear. And of course, when you're going through something, <laughs> you're thinking, wait a minute, yeah. hold up, wait a minute.
1: Well, as you said, I, I, if I may just inject in, in jet right here, right when what you just said he won't put more on you than you can bear. I remember getting up because at this point I'm out looking for any help, anybody that can listen, anybody I can lean on. Any Like when I tell you God was so strategic because I would be in, in the worst shape trying to get to the store and I'll hit a corner and there'll be a huge sign that says everything's going to be okay. Like as soon as I turned the corner, right, and I, I I start to take that path more often, so that I can continue to see that sign, so that it can re- be reminder that everything is going to be okay. I couldn't feel, I couldn't see it, I, it didn't feel like it, and I remember getting on a women's prayer call six o'clock in the morning, and that statement was brought up um, later on or something, and the lady corrected me, and she was like. I'm so tired of people misusing that scripture. And I was like, well, what is that? He was like, she's like, God, do allow things more than you can bear because he wants you to come to him. And I said, well, that must be some truth in that because that nearly took me out, Candace. Like the second time I said I had suicidal thoughts. It wasn't just one time. Okay. The second time that it, 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 it came to my mind. I actually started to prepare myself to 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 do to carry this out, right? And I remember my daughters were at the house, but they were in, you know, in their room or whatever. And I I went and got some scarves, some stuff. That I was gonna wrap it around the ceiling fan and and going to take myself on out. So I went and got all the stuff, closed my door. They were in another room, and I stood up on that bed to try to put the darn thing around it, and the cellophane started shaking. (laughs) And I was like, "He ain't even gonna hold me up; just gonna fall." Like it, I snapped out of in that moment, and I was like, "What in the world are you thinking?" And See, for me, when people go through so much and it gets so hard and you get you hear about somebody committed suicide and things like that, that's because they didn't turn to our source. You know, it was too much. And they took themselves out for whatever reason. And in that moment, I, I had a quick moment. But God know I probably, like, you ain't that girl. You just not, you ain't that daughter, you know. So that thing started shaking. And I was like... And I had to call my kids in the room, and I called them and asked them to lay with me, and they had no idea. They just laid there with me until I fell asleep. When I woke, when I woke up, they were both out the bed, and I was like, "Lord, no more. I, I'm not gonna ever get that low to allow what some man is doing to want me to take myself out. I got too much life to live." It was in that moment that I really. So I didn't. No more of those thoughts happened after that. Praise God. You know, but, God. yeah, and, and so I think, you know, he want us to turn to him when we are in, in these difficult situations because it is too heavy. It is too much for us, and he wants to carry it, but he wants us to come to him and, like, carry this. I can't do this no more. Wow. And I think in that, in that moment, for me, it was that wake up that, no, I got too much life and I besides that I got three beautiful girls that wanna be like, We wasn't enough for you to stay. You weren't we wasn't enough for you to stay. And so I had to start leaning into them and keeping in them at the forefront and, 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 and fight as best as I could for my sanity and not to lose it. Mm-hmm. So I started doing things for me. On the weekends, I didn't include nobody, you know, I I started to go and take myself to dinner. I started going to the movies with my popcorn, going to the concession stand, get my popcorn, go catch a movie by myself. I started going and walking by myself and things that I needed to learn how to do because for so long, it was with him. And it was so much so, even when I was, uh, you know, at lunchtime, I would want to always have somebody to go with, to lunch with me. If I didn't have nobody to go, I wouldn't go because I need, I. it was like this crutch. And I had to, like, no, I can do this. I can live this life without him and I can be a big girl and, and, and date myself and treat myself. Mm-hmm. and And that was like the turning point. To saying, what do I want life to really look like for me? And start walking in that
0: direction. Wow, Kisa. You have said a lot. And actually, you may have already answered this. But I want to ask the question. And I want you to listen to it and hear it. And tell me if you have something else to share after you hear the question. And it is, what brought you to a space of knowing that you are emphatically who God created you to be. And now with all the things you just shared, I mean a lot of that kind of kind of comes into that, but do can you tell me if is there a specific or a couple of different things uh that brought you to that particular space of knowing? And I feel like you you do know now just as I do as well. But I'm going to let you answer that if you
1: yeah, so I think for me um there were reminders as I was going through. I literally can hear um when I'm still enough the, the voice of God um is is it is truly like a still so small whisper. And throughout I felt like, you know, he was constantly telling me he got me, right? But I think that was the turning point when I had that last thought to take myself out and I got up and I was like, wait a minute, do you know who you are? And what I did, in addition to that, I got post-it notes at at that time and I wrote everything that I had endured with him to remind me that I needed to keep moving forward because I know who I am. And so I would spin it when I would be like in that moment of oh lord why why spin it. Yep, that's why we're here. And you know, and I kept moving forward and I and I knew it because what I said. <laughs> so, I started talking about my 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 thing is beautiful living. You know, I talk about that all the time. But it was during this time that when I was talking about some of those things, when I first started talking about it in 2017, I wasn't understanding why God was leading me to share certain things. And I would say to God, I was like, Lord, I hadn't even experienced that. Why you got me talking about this? But it's good. But okay. That stuff was for me. Yes, ma'am. And so I used to have to sit there and go back and listen to myself speak to me. And... I, was, I I got this. You know, I still prayed for him. I still prayed for uh, my marriage because, honestly, I still wanted it. But I knew that I had to let go. Because God told me to be still a couple of times. He said, I need you to just be still. He told me to let go. Mm-hmm. And when he told me to let go, I heard it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to now start creating who Kisa is on the outside of somebody's wife and I felt like I was fabulous I felt like I'm still wanted and then the day that my divorce was final I found out that I had won Miss Georgia and that was like God's way of telling me I was still special he still had his hand on me. And I wasn't wearing the crown for the pageant. I was wearing the crown of God on me. And that's how how I felt. That's how I looked at it. I never looked at it as, oh, I'm Miss Georgia. I looked at it as a a reminder of whose daughter I was. And it it was on that same day. He was like, let me remind you. And so it's been those little things that were huge to me. That allowed me to keep going. Because I had to realize who daughter I was. Not earthly, because if I thought about that, then I would be like, "I was about to cuss girl. I was about to go there, <laughs> head to the knoll <laughs> And like, if think about who my mommy is, <laughs> like she'd be like, "I know you ain't over there." <laughs> oh my goodness! Because <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say her exact words would it would have been, mm-hmm. but I think that's when. But that wasn't a quick journey, though. That wasn't a quick journey. That was day in and day out of pain and grief. And then I have glimpses of maybe things will, maybe God is bringing us back because we had these really good moments. And then I remember him coming to me and telling me that he wanted to reconcile. And, you know, I'm getting all excited about it. Only, whew, only to be back in the same space. And so, at some point, you just have to pray and, and and discern the voice of God in those moments for clear wisdom and direction. Because when God told me to let it go, I called my attorney. I said, God told me to let this thing go.
0: Wow. I'm done. Oh, Kesa, you, you are dropping the nuggets for the people today. I told y'all this was going to be a good one. But... Now that you've shared so much with us, and you've walked us through some of the things that you were feeling, and and then how you actually listened to the voice of God, you heard Him when He said what He said to you, and when He finally told you to let go, you were able to release. And that's not always easy for us, but I feel like like you, I agree with you. When you are in tune with the voice of God, and you can honestly hear Him you know that he only wants what is best for you. And so with that, because we're talking about the healing of the heart wound, my question for you now is, in this current space of your life, do you feel that your heart is truly healed from the wounds that you actually experienced? Oof. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that's a doozy.
1: Well... It's not completely healed. Um, I want to say that I have moments where I feel like it is completely healed. And then there are those little reminders that let me know. I thought you were there, but you're quite not. You're not quite there. Right. And I'm like, Lord, what's up that? Like, seriously. And I can speak to say, because I was with (laughs) this man for over 20 years. And this month. Women's um, History Month is the month that I got a divorce. It was final. Wow. And so it's coming up on, you know, it'd be four years this month for me. And, you know, I, I what I will say is that I don't wake up crying. I don't wake up where he's on the forefront of my mind. I don't wake up and I'm wanting... I'm, you know, uh, craving to talk to him, none of that is happening, you know? Um, but then I may hear something, you know, how they say music, honey, music is memories in itself. You know, if you hear a certain song during a certain period of your time, it'll take you back to that space. And, and, and I, music may sometimes be like, Oh, I remember when, or dang it, and I'll get mad all over again for a quick second. Then it just go away, you know. And I remember just recently where uh, I was having a conversation with God. I was like, when does that end? You know, I feel like I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, because there's so much stuff that has happened <laughs> post-divorce. That you're like, are you kidding me? And to let me know. You know, because I was even after divorce, I was still hoping and wishing that God would bring us back. And then, you know how when you are stuck on what you want, what you want, when you want it, what you want. absolutely. And then God started to show you things or things start to be revealed to you again, even in the aftermath. And you're like, are you serious? You know what I'm saying? And still, it may not be enough to not still want it. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I want to say, you know, four years is not a long time. But when you be like, four years? It's been that long? Yeah. And that quickly, right? But when you've been for, with somebody that you looked at as your road dog, your homeboy, and you was with them for about over, you know, 20, like a long time, 20 plus years, four years is nothing. Mm-hmm. And so in, within that, I've learned to give myself grace. So when those feelings come, I do still have a conversation with God, because they don't come frequently at all. I don't want them to come at mm-hmm. all. So one is too many times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, Lord, what's up with that? What, you know, What why I'm, I'm channeling this particular energy? You know, what, what, is, what sparked this so I can figure out what it is? Um, and, yeah. So, I don't think, I think my heart, I think this is what I think. As each year go by, you heal if you allow yourself to. Because I'm determined not to stay in that space. And some people will wallow and never move forward. Mm-hmm. And they'll stay in that space. But for me, I was determined, and I still am determined, to have full healing. But as you journey along, different things happen in your life. For me, my baby's turned 18... We are co-parenting the youngest one. She's about to graduate high school soon. And I don't know if that's the channeling that I'm coming like this is coming to an end, with this co-parenting thing and, you know, these things. I don't know what it is. I can't even really honestly say. But I have those moments where I've been like, I can't stand you right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's just keeping it real. That's all.
1: Right. And but then, a couple of seconds later, I'm going on about my life, you know? <laughs> and so <laughs> That's what it is. Um uh Yeah. I got gotcha. you. That that's 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 what it is. I mean, there have been different terms just in the last 6 months. That and I think that's been within the last 6 months that I have encountered some residue. And I'm like, what is that? Because Candace, I'm going to just be up front. I, one time I told God I'm about to be mad at you in one second. If <laughs> 'cause Because I don't know what it's coming from. And I don't want it. I don't want it. You know, you, you. he used his free will to dismantle... Uh, Something, our relationship, our marriage, that was not God. That was his free will, right? And so I have to keep reminding myself that that was his free will to do what he decided to do. And because that was his free will, how dare you keep... I don't want no emotions
0: behind it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, I want you to do this for me. We've got a few more questions, but um, I... I know we've been talking about you and I met on your platform recently, and we talked about self-care. And so as you think about yourself and if you were speaking to another sister, somebody else Mm -hmm. trying to heal their heart from some hurt or disappointment, Mm -hmm. what kind Mm -hmm. of self-care strategy could you offer? Now, one of them that I would say is to give yourself permission to grieve, that's that's one of oh. the things that I would say. Mm-hmm. What can you give one for me? Mm hmm. Um,
1: that was the one, but but I, well, what I'm gonna do, and I give another one, but I want to elaborate okay. on that because, um, when you give yourself permission to grieve, you know, when the tears come, let them come, that's cleansing. Mm-hmm. And you'll get to a point where you'll get tired of crying. I did. Mm-hmm. So what I started to do was when they come, I didn't dismiss it or try to rush it away. I allowed myself to feel what I needed to mm-hmm. feel. But then I also gave myself, you're not staying here past three minutes in this. And when three minutes is up, you've got to get up and go do something else. And if it hits you after that, then you give yourself permission to grieve some mm-hmm. more. But then you got two minutes this time to get up and go do something else. And sometimes, for the most part, that worked mm-hmm. for me. Um, and then there were times before I gave myself that, okay, that cutoff, like you ain't going to mm-hmm. be here. I would just allow myself to do it. And then I would say, all right, Kesa, enough is enough. And so I don't, it's important that we have that mind to not stay in that space. Mm-hmm. Grieve, but know that you don't want to stay in that space. Because that space can take you to depression and a deep depression. You know, that state can cause you to not <clears throat> to want to take yourself out for real. You know, that state can cause you a whole lot of other health issues and stuff. So it's important that we do grief and it's, it's cleansing and it's good for us. But it's also important that you say, okay, I've been at this for a week, a month, two months. You got five minutes, get it out, blow your nose and go get you some ice cream, (laughs) go do something else, you know, (laughs) you know, and another thing that I would say is for self-care, um, peace, you know, even the words of affirmations, that's what got me through. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just Mm -hmm. talked about this when we talked, how I put that stuff on my mirror because that was a place that I, i I frequent a lot was the bathroom. And, you you know, in my mind, you will going to wash your hands. And so you're going to see them. You're going to brush your teeth. You're going to wash your face. You're going to do things at the sink, at the mirror. That is a constant reminder of who you are and remind yourself, you know, so you can keep going. You know, those things that's going to keep you going in, in that good space. Let me write this out, you know. And so words of affirmations really carried me uh, a lot outside of, all uh, my friends being my, my therapists and counselors when I couldn't get to one.
0: <laughs> and I love that, Kisa, because, you know, I was looking at another one that I was saying, you know, how you need to um, lead the way in letting people know what you need. And I, I know mm-hmm. that you did that. I know you mm-hmm. you said what you needed to say and you told people, this is what I need. Um, and that And then you've got a loving circle around you. But I think another one is to just simply take care of yourself. You know, because uh-huh. like you just said, if you wallow for too, too, too long, you can easily yeah. sink into a depressed state. And mm-hmm. that's not good for anybody. Um, it really isn't. And then I'm thinking about, it's kind of like pulling my own coattail on this one, that you can go and read some self-help books or listen to a podcast like emphatically you um you know something to help you move along do you have any other suggestions or recommendations um
1: um i did take walks mm-hmm. um in the park i'm a i'm a nature yeah. girl so um early in the morning i always used to hear these birds chirping outside my uh window it's like they just came every time and i decided to go to the park and uh you know, to hear the birds chirp and sing and all those things that they do. Um, those were the, those things. And, uh, I do, I did take some candlelight baths. Mm. I bought a, uh, one of those, um, nooks that you can put across mm-hmm. the tub. I had a book, um, in there. I would get a glass of mm-hmm. wine cause it had a wine holder on my nook and, you know, and just, you know, lay there and light the candles. I did those things for myself. Um, I did reach out to somebody who I know that had gone through a divorce and they had told me to, to get their book and, you know, cause they had wrote a book on it. That was not my thing. Uh, I didn't want to read your book. I didn't want to read. I needed to talk. I didn't want to go and have to wait and order a book and wait for it to come to me and then sit here and flip through until I find what I needed. And so I said all that to say, you have to find what works for mm-hmm. you when you're going through it because reading a book may help, but it wasn't. My tool, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, how dare she have five minutes to talk to me. I need to get, you want me to go get your book? I don't want your book, you know, I don't want your book. I I need to talk. You've been through this. Ain't nobody else I'm talking to have, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, but I think those were some things, but I did do the bubble bath. I took long showers. I uh, put eucalyptus in there with me. Um, just, you know, things like that. I'm not, I was, I'm not a big TV person, so I didn't find myself in front of the TV a lot. But I did find myself outside trying to date mm-hmm. myself, um, do things that I felt like I needed to do to grow um, in that time. Um, and doing things alone was one of the things I needed to do to grow because I had been with him before him was my siblings and my mom. I had never lived on my own until wow. that moment. Of divorce,
0: you know, separation and divorce. Wow. Y'all, I want to say this real quick. Um, You all may have heard Kisa mention the words beautiful living. And I don't know if you uh, are aware of this or not, if you read the show notes, but beautiful living happens to be the name of Kisa's company, Beautiful Living LLC. And, you know, it's wonderful to have this conversation and, you know, I'm so excited just to talk about some of how you built upon some of those things to get you to the beautiful living that you are actually living today. It's really wonderful. Um, It really is wonderful, Kisa. So my question for you, and this is, I think it's about the only one I'm going to ask about this, but it's... Hmm, when did Kisa say to herself, you know what, it's time for me to start this business. And in addition to that, where were you, where were you at that point in your life when you made that decision and how did it start? So,
1: so back in 2014, um, I started off with the I Am Movement. And I, I um, felt like it was very important for wives and mothers to not forget about who they are in those roles. And to make sure they understood that you are more than just a wife and a mother. And yes, there is purpose in those roles, but God also gave you something uniquely for you. And I, along the way, um, Beautiful Living came to me. And so with the I Am Movement, I wanted people to say, I am who God called me to be. And that's to fill in the blank, whatever that is, right? But I also wanted them to live beautifully. And that came to me in 2015. I didn't do anything with it in 2015. I continued to start talking about the I Am Movement, do things around that. And in 2017, I sat on it for two years, um, I started talking about beautiful living, uh, didn't know like I, like I said earlier that a lot of that would be for me, uh, but that's when I started talking about it. Uh, I I think there was that was during the time because I don't remember if I did it in 2015. I have to go back and look at that time. But for sure by the 2017, I went ahead and made it in, into a business. Um, I already had, or maybe not. I take that back. It was not. I was still talking about the I am movement. I don't think I made beautiful living into a business until 2019, wow. when I, after my divorce had um, happened, I knew what I what I had known for as beautiful living was no more, and it was time for me to um, sit with myself and visualize what I want this next phase of my life to look like, and. To go forth in that, and so a lot of that came. I think I was already talking about it because now reason why I said that because I remember looking at beautiful living um, recently, and I was like, I didn't do this until twenty nineteen. Wow, you know, and and I have been talking about it, but I think I was talking about it under the branch of I am, and so um, I think you know, nobody beautiful living looks different for everybody, and only you can only you can tell me (laughs) what beautiful living looks like Mm. for you and you know, and I can help you get there. You know, um, that's the vision for your life. And, um, it has truly been a blessing because when you sit up here and say, what do I want my life to look like? I know I want it to be beautiful and, and, and you can visualize that and go after that. That's beautiful living. And, Every day ain't being beautiful. Now, I ain't saying that every day is beautiful living. Every day is truly beautiful living, though. Really and truly. It just depends on how it's your perspective. Because every day above ground, honey, that's beautiful living. All right? And 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 we never said, God never said you wouldn't have the trials and the traumas and all the things that we go through. But if we stick to him and and hold on to him and lean on him, then he's going to get us to where we need to be as our source, as our provider, as our everything that we need. And so that's truly beautiful. So every day is truly beautiful living. It's just your perspective, right? Even when you're going through things,
0: it's still Absolutely. beautiful living. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And I'm so proud of you. Let me say that. Thank so you. So proud of you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I've got two questions for you. And I want you to really okay. think about these before we close out yes. this episode. The first okay. one is... What's something that you know about yourself that you didn't know about yourself 10 years ago?
1: Hmm. I don't know that I didn't know about myself, but what I would say 10 years from 10 years ago, what, I, what I've experienced or what has been at the forefront because of my experiences is that I am really resilient. And, you know, you don't know that until you're really going through something and how you come out of it with grace uh, and giving grace and mercy to people and asking God for the grace and mercy. And, you know, I think that in itself, I don't like the word strong, but I like resilient. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, over life, I think that's one thing that I, I can, I can say, um. That I see. That I've seen. I don't know that I saw that then. But over the course of the 10 years. And looking back. I've had to be really resilient. And know that I'm a bad mama jamma. Because. yes, snaps. Because. Yeah. Because. You know. I could have. Even to this day. I'm just going to say. Lord. Thank you for grace.
0: That I. that
1: Giving me grace. So that I can give it to others.
0: Amen.
1: Um, because when you look back uh, on how people, I'm not want to say how people handle you because it was me. I have to look at myself, how I allow people to handle mm-hmm. me and how I kept allowing things for the sake of I love this person. The resiliency when I realized, girl, do you not know who you are? Why you keep allowing this stuff? You know what I'm saying? That piece for me. And then I had to wake up and say, honey. <laughs> they lining up for you. What you talking about? You know. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> but I think that's what it really, really realized. I really all jokes aside though, 10 years I think I realized that I'm really resilient. Like now because I know that. Anything else that come from this point on, I've experienced enough stuff to know that I'm going to be okay because I'm a resilient woman and I'm a bad mama-jama. And because of those two things, I'm going to be good and everything around me is going to be good even when it don't look like it, I'm going to still flourish come thrive. on sis that's come
0: it. on with it that's what i'm talking about you yeah. are resilient i love that word yeah and you truly are mm-hmm. a bad mama jamma, honey i i, yeah. I see it <laughs> and, and and i know that the people can hear it from your talking well my final question miss kisa for you is what is the next big thing That you want to do or the next big goal or dream that you haven't achieved yet. Because I know you got something cooking. (laughs) (laughs) I know it.
1: Well, (laughs) my mind runs a mile a minute. I am such a visionary. And sometimes that is not a good thing. (laughs) Because once you get one vision, then you got another one. Then you like, girl, you ain't never did the first one, right? Um, But... I think, you know, well, what's really next is I am finishing my book. I'm three chapters away from finishing. Um, So getting that done, um, I am really looking to put a goal of mine is to do a retreat, a women's retreat. Um, And so that is a a goal of mine. Um, What else is next is that I will be speaking in um, April next month. Uh, on a stage with Jaquela Carr, if y'all Yay! familiar with her. Um, I will be speaking on the same stage with her in Savannah. And so I'm excited for that, uh, to be able to use my voice and allow God to, well, to speak through me. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So the book, the speaking engagement, and a goal of mine is to really put together a women's retreat and um, start bringing women or well, start back. Because before the pandemic, I had started doing some gatherings and stuff. And so I want to get back to um, doing
0: those things. Oh, that is awesome. I, I am looking forward to all of that. All of that. So yes. before we go off, yes. I want you to just tell the people where they can find you or connect with you if they're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, but let the people know. Let my listeners know how to reach you. Okay, well.
1: I I don't, okay, so Candice, I don't know if they know exactly what my title, they know they don't heard my story, but I don't know if that's in, in the bio somewhere on your notes, but I am a life strategist and beauty coach, well, I'm a life and business strategist and beauty coach, and so if you are one who are sick and tired of being on the hamster wheel of life and want something different... You can contact me at keesacampbell.com. It's my first and last name.com .com. Um, and, and schedule your uh, one-on-one breakthrough call with me. And you also can find me on all social media platforms as Keisha Campbell. So it's, I, I made it real really? simple. It's Keisha Campbell across the board, keesacampbell.com. Is my website that you can go and find out more about me. You can also schedule your one-on-one. It's probably say discovery call, but breakthrough call. And um, Kisa Campbell on social media.
0: Well, thank you, my love. Um, I just want to kind of close out the show by saying, well, I want to share a scripture. I'm not going to just say it. It's Psalm 34, verse uh, 18. And it goes like this. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The good news, though you may feel defeated, God is closer than you realize. He is always with you and he can heal your heart that is from the book of Psalms I love Psalms and I've been kind of reading some of those a little bit more uh, as I do my prayer app each morning but I'm going to close this show out and I want to say thank you to my sister girl Miss Kisa Campbell of Beautiful Living LLC thank you girl
1: you're welcome girl and thank you for having me on um, today
0: Well, 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 (laughs) how about that? We've come to the end of another wonderful episode and I surely hope you have enjoyed it just as much as I did. What a wonderful conversation we had with Miss Kisa Campbell. But listen, I'll be back next Thursday and I'll be here with a special episode for you. But in the meantime, I need you to remember that you can connect with at Candace at EmphaticTheU.com or on IG at CJN Voice. But in the meantime and in between time, y'all just remember to please take care, stay safe, and make it a great day.